If anyone's ever wondered what the inside of my brain looks like and how it is when I hyperfixate on things, this is that. Enjoy. Hawkins, do you copy? Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hawkins Do Copy podcast. I'm your host, Ren, and on this podcast we talk about all things Stranger Things. And today we're going to dive into some more Stranger Influences. I think me and Emily made an episode on this, I want to say it might have been 2020. It was either 2020 or 2020, like early 2021. Oh my god, was it? It might have been 2021 actually. I've just kind of, I'm going on a tangent now. I've just kind of blocked the whole of 2021 out of my head that it was a year. Yeah, it probably would have been 2021. Anyway, Stranger Things is a show which, as everyone is aware, has a lot of influences to it. The Duffer brothers have taken from so many things that they loved and so many things that they felt were good influences and good things to inspire the season and a lot of them I have seen and enjoyed and have really liked seeing the parallels and how they've uh, like put these influences in the show I think that it's been really cool it's nostalgic it's fun it's also very creative when there's more modern influences and you see that how more modern things have inspired the show I today I'm going to focus on one specific influence and that's Lord of the Rings because I recently have reread Lord of the Rings and this is like the first time since I was at school this is the first time since I have seen Stranger Things since before I haven't read this since before Stranger Things came out so there were a lot in the Lord of the Rings books that I hadn't that I like couldn't remember like I read them so long ago I'm rereading them and it's interesting as well because the influences for the show will have been from the from the Lord of the Rings novels not the films um so it's interesting to go back to the novels and see that kind of core material and what inspired the show and how that could potentially have an impact and influence on season five which we are all so badly waiting for but before we get into that if you guys want to come and follow the hawkins account on our social medias we are on instagram twitter even though we don't really use twitter but we do we are on threads and facebook at hawkins podcast and then tumblr which is hawkinsdocopy.tumblr.com and youtube which is youtube.com slash hawkinsdocopy and also hawkinsdocopy.com um as well and yeah let's let's get in to some more stranger influences discussion so the first ever mention to lord of the rings in stranger things is um when they say about when will goes missing and they're talking to hopper and callahan and powell when they come to the school and they're saying about the road he takes home and he takes mirkwood and mirkwood is it's such a casual throwaway line they say it in such a casual way um but it's actually really really important like your initial thought is oh 
it's a children's imagination and they they like Lord of the Rings and it's just their imagination of of it. This is actually really similar to how they apply D&D to the Upside Down um, and as we have seen as the seasons have gone on that becomes a really 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 huge thing. The whole thing is sort of them playing a big D&D game you know the villains the the way that they apply you know the names they give them and the weaknesses that they have they are able to use that to help defeat them um so i don't think it's kind of too far out there to assume that them using mirkwood isn't just a child's imagination what it is but that but that it is going to have a bigger impact um than than you would just think so mirkwood is a really interesting one the talk of mirkwood in the first lord of the rings book the fellowship of the ring is their own accounts speak of the multiplying of men in the land and of a shadow that fell on the forest so that it became darkened and its new name was mirkwood so i mean that's exactly what happened to will right there was something in the forest that he saw and then that area was tainted because it was the area where will went missing the multiplying of the men in the land quote really really ties with the flayed in season three and the p and kind of like the possession that the mind flayer does um i feel like that multiplying is very it's like they're an army you know they're gathering an army and of a shadow is an interesting one because I, the more and more I think about it, the more I don't think the shadow that Will sees was a Demogorgon. And I thought that it was for the longest time, but obviously before we knew who Vecna was. And I thought it was after, but then the more I think about it, the way that the demogorgon well the demogorgon that we're made to think is able to open the buyer's door is very 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 much like the powers that henry has and if they have taken influence from this it's interesting because that that shadow while we think originally is going to be the demogorgon it could be um it could be Vecna and that shadow could be this bigger shadow than we initially think and I feel like that would really work especially with kind of the multiplying of the men in the land and if that potentially could tie in to the, to the flayed the fact that they've named the area Mirkwood that's such a specific thing to name it if they'd taken somewhere in Hawkins and called it the Shire just as an example right which actually Eddie does do at one point so let's we'll we'll go back to that in a minute but say in that first season they referred to it as the Shire or they referred to it as a different location in the Lord of the Rings trilogy then you could probably be like the Duffers have just put that in because of it being this childhood imagination and they're painting this area to be like this this one um, but the fact that they said Mirkwood, the fact that Mirkwood has this connotation of this shadow, of this, these people multiplying, 
the fact that that is there from a very 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 the very first episode the very first season and what is essentially kind of feels like a throwaway comment is really interesting to me and I wouldn't be surprised if that is something which has been applied in future episodes. There's also another quote, so I have a few ones. So there's, but last I told you of Sauron the Great, the Dark Lord. The rumours that you have heard are true. He has indeed arisen again as left and left his hold in Mirkwood and returned to his ancient fastness in the Dark Tower of Mordor. So first of all, so the Dark Lord, we could easily uh, associate that with Vecna. That imagery of who Vecna is in D&D and then how that kind of correlates to the the Dark Lord kind of thing. I feel like that really fits. And then also the, it's so interesting because if, if it was Vecna that came at will in that very first day, he left his hold in Mirkwood. That's where he first came through. That's where Al created that opening. That's where he got out that's where he was able to do that. That's where he also, I think, originally knew where the gate was, right? So when he tells Elle about getting out, that's where he'll be able to get out. And Elle uses that area. So it's like that's their their hold. That's their area. Mirkwood is a symbolism for a gate or that particular area because he knows that that's where he get out if Elle helps him escape. Um and then return to his ancient fastness in the Dark Tower of Mordor. Dark Tower of Mordor, Creel House, absolutely the Creel House. He came back from, he was in the Upside Down for so long. Mirkwood could also be correlated to the Upside Down, but also the Upside Down and this area where he first, you know, made this first touch to the outside world again. And then in by the time we're in season four, he's back out because Elle's opened these gates. He's back out and he's back in the Creel house. That's where he is. He's in the upside down version of the Creel house, but he's back in the Creel house and he is using his power from the Creel house to affect the outside world and people in our world. And I definitely wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, the fact that they use Mirkwood of all places, Mirkwood and Mordor, those two pop up in so many, there's so many comments to both of those places in Stranger Things that I definitely feel like when the Duffers were, like they have in their head what those, what those, what what places those have influenced within the show um there's also a comment which is always after a defeat and a respite the shadow takes another shape and grows again um and i feel like that 100 is going to play like it's played a part in every season we've seen the first season is just these demogorgons the second season is the mind flayer and the demodogs and demogorgons the third season is an even stronger version of the mind flayer and then we've got season four where we've got all of them the demobats and Vecna, um, and season five, I think this is going to happen again, after a defeat and a respite, the shadow takes another shape, and that's kind of this thing of, is it never ending, is it always going to grow, is there always going to be something in the upside down that is able to take hold of Hawkins, and this, this, my friends, this, my friends, is where my theory, so I have a theory, (laughs) uh, 
that Hawkins at the end of season five is going to be inhabitable. I think that the reason why, so it's obviously it's a fictional town. It doesn't exist in, in the real world. And I think that there's going to be a play on that in that it's essentially going to be wiped off the map. So present day Stranger Things universe, it wouldn't exist. It doesn't exist. With the split in the middle, I don't see how that can be healed the way that the ground's gone. I don't see what's going to happen there. And I feel like the upside down is just going to seep out and out and out. And even if they're able to defeat Vecna in season five, there's still going to be irrevocable damage. And this is actually a really, really, really good like reference because in season four, Eddie says, I say you're asking me to follow you into Mordor. So Mordor, I would say, is the Upside Down in general. And then the Dark Tower of Mordor, I would say, is the Creel House. Um, so Eddie says, you're asking me to follow you into Mordor. So if Mordor is the Upside Down, what is Hawkins? And then he says, the Shire is burning, so Mordor it is. And I loved this quote. When I first, when Eddie first said this, I thought this was really good because it plays on so many different things. So um, spoilers for Lord of the Rings, if you haven't read it. Um, when Frodo gets, and his companions, get back um, from Mordor um, after defeating the Big Bad, they actually realise that the Shire has been infiltrated. They've defeated Sauron, but there's still stuff to fight at home. After the scouring, Sam does say the clearing up said he needed a lot of work, but it took less time than Sam had feared. But obviously this is something which has kind of left its mark on there. The fact that this particular thing, like this scene is not in the movies, it's only in the book, right? It's not in the movies. I would probably say more people, over time more people probably have read the book, but there were people that were confused about this line because they were like, this Shire, it's not in the films, um, but it's in the book. And the fact that they referenced something specific to the book, obviously Eddie couldn't reference the films because they weren't out yet, but there are other things he could have said in that scene, but there wasn't. He referenced that particular scene, which makes me think that the Duffers, the Duffers? The Duffers knew what they were doing with it. I think Hawkins might be burning down and that is why it's even fueled my Hawkins is going to be written off the map theory. Um, I'm holding on to this theory. I might be completely wrong, but it makes me think it even more. You know, they're going to go in and they're going to try. I mean, at the end of season four, we see this. They went to try and defeat Vecna, Sauron. They kind of did, but kind of didn't. Um but then Hawkins is on fire. But I think that this is foreshadowing even worse for season five. And obviously it ends okay for them in Lord of the Rings, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're just kind of using that as like a guide. Um, I mean, it might be good and they might be able to salvage Hawkins, but I don't know, it seems like a lot of damage. I just think the fact that they very specifically have referenced that scene, um, it's definitely something I think which is playing a part. There's also a quote as well 
um, where it says, do you realise that this is the very path that goes through Mirkwood and that if you let it, it might take you to the Lonely Mountain or even further and to worse places? And I think this is another thing as well, like how easy it is to be swept up in it. Um, like the wrong thing can tempt, can tempt you. So like L, other numbers, the power that they have, this kind of, this this world where you can kind of, you create things, you own things. You know, Henry was very, very, very tempted by the power that he has and the destruction that he knows he can cause. And that kind of shows that these abilities, he let, he let them take him to these places. And it's, you know... Mirkwood again it's it's that one place and I think that kind of references Will as well you know like he took the path through Mirkwood and then was possessed later on and what did with that possession could he have stayed with Vecna could he have worked with Vecna why Will to be possessed in such a way you know like obviously Billy and Heather are possessed in season three but they're possessed for one ultimate thing with the mind flay you know all of that goes and hand in hand to do that but will is possessed in a very different way and i definitely think it's interesting that will was possessed in a way where he has this connection with vecna he has this ability to understand vecna and i think that that's a very interesting one and, and the fact that this quote it specifically says if you go through mirkwood and they made a point to say that that's where this started with will he went missing in mirkwood and all of this has happened i think that that's really really interesting um and like i said there's very specific references to things there's very specific comments and references to specific parts of lord of the rings it's not just an overall generic like one day mike is like oh i finished lord of the rings it's uh it's very specific places and very specific parts and the duffers are not they don't just they don't just mention things like they're very careful and clever with the bits that they have um and yeah i just it's been really interesting rereading it now um as an adult and also after having seen stranger things it's a it's an interesting it's interesting read because there's so many things that I'm picking up and I'm like that is referenced in Stranger Things this is commented on in Stranger Things and it's very specific things and I think that it definitely could be something which has a future influence the the Shire is burning is a very like again Eddie kind of says it as a throwaway comment. He's making a reference. He's making a pop culture reference at that time. Um, but it actually is very, very real to the situation. And yeah, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting conversation. Um, and I thought it would be kind of fun to just kind of talk about one of the big influences for Stranger Things and or one of the big things that they took inspiration and influence from and how they've applied that to the show um i thought would be a fun little discussion so i'd like to hear anyone else's thoughts on this like i said we are on all the social media so you can come check us out on instagram threads twitter um and facebook at hawkins podcast at um tumblr which is hawkinsdocopy.tumblr.com 
and youtube.com slash Hawkins do you copy I'd love to know your thoughts on this I know this is a little bit of a different episode um and rather than being a generic discussion of lots of influences it focuses on one influence but let me know if you guys liked this type of thing and maybe we could do more in the future if you think that it's interesting and kind of picking apart the influences of Stranger Things one by one and how they've influenced it and what that could potentially mean for future episodes. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hawkins New Copy podcast and I will see you next time. Over and out.